0: Movies and eBooks. I'm Craig Wade, and I'm Brian Allen Delaney. And today we got not one but two guests: uh, Bill Kirtner, famously known for Long Box Small Talk, and and the band Black Math Experiment will be joining us for the entire episode. Assuming he read the book, I didn't confirm. I did. I yeah. did. Awesome. Awesome and uh we got robert dean with us uh in the, in the short run basically right now we got robert for for a little bit um uh, shalom shalom <laughs> all right <laughs> well uh but so we're not really going to get into news there's not a whole lot of news but Brian tells me that there's a new dancing movie <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> well it's it's listed it's in uh well I don't know if it's actually coming out, because, you know, everything's gotten, like, you know, pushed back and stuff with COVID. Uh, But it's called Death Rider in the House of Vampires. Right? It's a good title. Written and directed by Glenn Danzig, starring Devin Sawa. What? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. that's, That's basically all the information I have about it. That, it's a Western, so... I'm assuming when it gets released, we will watch it and Robert Dean will be back on the episode.
2: <laughs> yeah, I hope it's. I hope, I hope like Danzig movies become like, like Lloyd Kaufman movies where they're just like, look, we know it's shit, but we just want to do it because it's Danzig. I hope that becomes a thing.
1: I do too. I mean, I mean was that not already how Veronica was?
2: <laughs> no, but I mean, like, Veronica was awful, but like, nobody cools in Veronica. It's just like, people and everything else Like i'm hoping like legit like fan people and actors and everybody's like you know like that dude joe manganello that's married to sofia vergara uh-huh. like that dude's metal as fuck he'd be like honored to be in a danzig movie so you want to see like people like that be like yeah i don't give a shit man i just want to be in a danzig movie i'll fucking say this <laughs> stupid ass stuff
0: <laughs> oh what i'd be in a danzig movie oh fuck what
2: yeah i'd be in a danzig movie too
0: <laughs> like and my co-star is just the sentient pair of boobs <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> don't forget the
1: eyeball nipples yeah yes.
0: bill did you this happen sucks. to see uh veronica no i
3: read those those comics in the 90s and that was enough
0: oh, okay yeah <laughs> yeah there's a point where this lady like her boobs grow eyes and then like they go on a separate killing spree from her or something i I honestly don't remember it was a terrible (laughs) film
2: was it an anthology yeah Yeah. yes okay yeah there's like titty eyes and there's a fucking beetle man there's like (laughs) yeah some fucking blood drinking weirdo like that shit just made no sense like the first like then there was like this really long elizabeth bathory ripoff story and yeah you know it's just like titties everywhere and then blood orgies and people fucking dying and you're like, alright man, well, the other two were like 15 minutes long this one's like 45 minutes long with like 15 minutes worth of dialogue but way more
0: titties and you're like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs>
3: you had your titties.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I kind of wish though that Danzig was like, dressed himself up kind of like a Crypt Keeper character. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> and uh, You know, welcome kiddies And all that kind of shit. That would have been oh. awesome. <laughs> But uh, he, there's no way he could pull the chip from his shoulder long enough no. to do that.
2: No, have you ever seen? There's a video. If you go on, uh, I think it's YouTube. There's like back in the day. It's probably like '90 when uh, Mother hit. He's sitting there and he's like, "This is me. This oh, is my library." Oh,
3: oh yeah, the library.
2: Yeah, I got many, <laughs> many books. This one, this one's about werewolves. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> And you're like, yo, this is what we're doing here? And he's just like, and it's fucking foggy. And you're like, bro, this is your house.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Where do you get a foggy shit from, fam? Here. Here. Oh.
0: Hey, it's like piped in through his AC. It's just fog all the time. <laughs> he dances he's like, hey, you're trash, but I got a fog
2: guy. My- like. <laughs> Everyone has a car mechanic. Danzig's got a fucking fog guy. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, I'm... Uh, just to wrap that uh, that up, uh, I'm totally down for another Danzig film. Uh, oh,
2: my God. I'm down for a fucking Danzig fucking pair of slippers. I don't give a shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah. So basically uh you dropped something special this past week i did it's called functioning on zero robert dean live from the lost well yeah it's
2: uh my pandemic art
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's uh, that's also a category in and of itself um oh my god and uh, kind of a theme through this episode because the movie that we're covering is pandemic yeah pandemic i mean i uh
2: (laughs) I, like, that aside, I've kind of gotten to this place where I talk to people about it. During, like, the pandemic has gone on much longer than we expected or wanted. And I was talking to my friend Lauren the other night about it. I'm like, I think we need to have, like, a national allowance of, like, that was during pandemic times. It's like, remember that scene in uh, Army of Darkness when the chick's like, all those beautiful things to me, you said to me. And he's like, that's just pillow talk, baby. <laughs> like, <Yeah.
1: laughs> we should
2: just have, like, a national recognition of like yo that was during the pandemic so
0: <laughs> doesn't things
2: doesn't technically count if i was a little weird you were a little weird you know if like if you're out there listening and you probably sent your wiener to a couple of people and you regret it <laughs> you're like i i'm thinking normal now but like you know you're pandemic crazy and i think that we should all recognize that anyhow is <laughs> That's Transition, an interesting yes, take, I, Robert. Uh, released Robert and,
1: yeah, I'm just saying, people, you know, there's a, it sounds like sounds like somebody's trying to justify their dick pics. No, I mean
2: yeah. I did not I did not say that or say I just said that I've seen a lot of people do some sketchy shit or have drinking problems or do some shit a way out of character and you're like everyone's just fucking crazy right now.
0: Yeah, people are yeah. seem to be a lot more aggressive on the internet at least.
2: Yeah, because there's no, like, besides baseball and basketball, those are your two main distractions. Uh, Nobody's out fucking. They're not out in the bars, like, banging randoms or whatever they are. They can't even go out and hang out with their friends. Yeah. So, like, at this point, I mean, like, everybody's kind of made the effort to see each other. But for the most part, your crew is, like, two to three people at best.
0: Yeah, for sure.
2: And, you know, you want to hang out. You're like, fuck, I really want to hang out. and. You're like, well, you got a sick sister, and I don't want to fuck you up, and it's like you got to think about that shit. Or like, oh, you're gonna go see your grandma tomorrow, and you're like, oh man, I don't know if I got the thing. I don't want to give you the thing, <laughs> and you got to think about that shit. And so, anyhow, yeah, like the bar I hang in called the Lost Well here on the East Side was um, is always trying to like find inventive ways to stay open because we live in this garbage world where like bars, restaurants, comedy venues. Uh, live music venues are treated like shit, even though they're the place we depend on for social infrastructure. And uh, they were renting out like a couple of hours a week. You could be like, "Hey, for four hours, come and practice on our stage. We'll give you sound band. You can buy a couple of beers from us, and it's cool." And so I like wanted to figure out how I could help too. And I was like, "Well, what can I can I do a reading in there?" And then I decided to copy Bukowski's um, Bukowski reads Bukowski from '72 and. The dude who I was shooting my TV show out of step with Tom is in town. He can't he's no one in TV's working right now. So all my friends who like do legit TV production work, no one's working. They're all just sitting around at home. And I was like, Well, do you guys mind helping me do this? And everybody got on board and we shot and cut that special top to bottom, including a bar tab for three hundred bucks.
0: Damn. Nice. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was cool, man. And people have been really, really Kind about it, especially for like a 30 minute special for a writer that a small amount of people know I mean it's been watched like i don't know three hundred times on YouTube, but on uh facebook it's like uh like i don't know two thousand yeah in the matter of uh you know like four days
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, facebook uh, I think that they make their videos shareable. With no restrictions, and then the YouTube ones, they limit your views without boosting it by paying uh, advertising.
2: I I write for Cleaver and Blade. They're like a big uh, clothing (laughs) apparel for cooks and shit. And Vladimir, the guy who runs it, is like a fucking genius when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was like, dude, don't even fuck around with. He's like, you have the platform on on Facebook. He's like, don't even bother. He's like, YouTube shouldn't even matter to you. And then he was right. Like, I was struggling to get any plays. And then, like, so you see it. It's, like, 300 on there versus 2,000 on Facebook. Yeah. It's yeah. night and day.
0: That reminds me. I think I, I shared the YouTube one. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> whatever. It's just I just know that you see it. Like, I, he explained it to me. He was like, dude, it's, like, a hot and cold touch thing and whatever. But apparently when you share something, like, if you load it directly to YouTube – because it's content on their network, it'll go further, and more people will actually see it versus the U- the YouTube shit will get buried. So it's one of those fucking, you know, fuck Google, fuck Facebook, and they all fight with each other shit. So yeah,
0: yeah I really, I, I really, really enjoyed uh, the readings, uh, but I gotta say that my favorite of all of them, which I've seen a lot of feedback, uh, the Australia uh, section yeah. seems to be a lot of. <laughs> uh people's favorite but my favorite uh section is you know or reading uh was where you were talking about uh hanging out with that writer oh yeah uh, yeah yeah I, that seems to be an experience that uh a lot of people maybe not a lot but a lot of people i know seem to have where you're hanging out with with someone from the you know the yesteryear and it doesn't really matter if if they're telling the truth or not. You're just in it for the you know the tell.
2: Yeah, like I, <laughs> like if you, I, I'm my happiness is being at home shooting the shit with strangers in a dive bar. Like that is pure enjoyment to me. Is going to some fucking place and you meet some random ass person and it's cool. Like that that story was wild because. I have to as I'm writing I'm writing lucky fuck for perpetual emotion machine for it to come out in 2021 and like I've got all these series of different essays and it's like to remember things when you've had so many fucking insane nights and you have to like dig into the well and somebody will remind you of some shit and you're like oh yeah we did do that oh fuck and now I need to write that down and hopefully that'll help me go down the rabbit hole of memories that I you know drank away or suppressed and but that one was super wild.
0: Yeah. Yeah, super cool. Um
2: yeah, that one was that was a good one. You guys should if you're listening, you should watch it because it's a pretty good story.
0: Yeah, yeah. and I'm not even saying this just cuz you're on here. I really, you know, if people uh like essays, you know, and, and live readings or even if you're not sure and you just want to hear some some cool stories, I highly recommend uh Checking, checking out live from the Lost Well, uh, or you know, it's it's a it's free. <laughs> B B it's thirty five minutes, and you hear some really really cool stories on it. Um, you know, I, I'm I haven't read enough uh, Bukowski uh, to know the comparisons there. Really, uh, what I have read seems like it, it's kind of in that vein, uh, but. You know, I I really enjoy, like, Klosterman and and stuff like that, uh, Chuck Klosterman, and this isn't as pop culture-y <laughs> or pop culture-centered as that, but, you know, if you're into stuff like that, I highly recommend checking this out. This is a super cool uh, thing, and like you said, it's post-pandemic, it, it's you playing to an empty room, which uh, I, I love. I assume... <laughs> Uh, i assume that max may have been one of the that was max booth uh, uh shouting at you from the audience no, right and it wasn't that was
2: max no was max really? uh max has been very sequestered away during everything oh really people, yeah i haven't seen max i haven't seen him or andrew hilbert uh through the entire pandemic i talk to them regularly but oh, I haven't okay. seen them.
0: I was just um, under the impression that, that you know, I, I don't know Max, but I listened to his podcast sometimes and it sounded like him. And I know that you are tight. So I was like, shit, I think that's Max in <laughs> the
2: crowd. No. Uh, <laughs> my my friend Lynette was there. Uh-huh. The bartender Marcelo, who owns the Lost Well, uh, Tom, who shot it, and my friend Nick Gaedo, who uh, was the one who interviewed me. That's it. Other than that, that was we really the only people there. And when we were doing like should we clap and i was like look if i say something dumb you're all allowed to talk shit i don't give a fuck this makes it more funny if you guys heckle me and so they were like cool and, cool right uh, people <laughs> they took that to heart yeah no the stories are cool i mean the bukowski thing is just bukowski is so in threaded like and that's this is the dumbest thing is like dudes have this place where like especially like male writers of a certain age some want to be like Chuck Palahniuk. Everyone's got their like cross that they they carry with them, and mine is Charles Bukowski. How you how you feel about him is up to you, and how you interpret his work Because to some people like you know through the lens of history, they're like, well, he's misogynistic or he's an alcoholic or whatever. But if you actually like know the work, you're like you completely see past that, and you like to some like I've had to defend him on different levels, but the uh, when you look at um, his body of work, it was per- purchased by more women than it ever was dudes up until the last, like, 20 years. Yeah. And so anyhow, it's just he's omnipresent with my work and kind of my attitude of life because I'd read him so young. And before Isaac Kirkman died, the uh, the great writer that I'm sure if anybody follows, like, indie literature or whatever, I did this reading with, like, Isaac Kirkman, uh, Cabino Iglesias, and Uh, JDO and a couple other people and Andrew and I think Max was there. We did this big reading uh, here in Austin a couple years ago. It was probably like five years ago actually. And I just met um, Isaac and Isaac was this warm, crazy fucking dude, man. He was like, he dressed all wild and would wear like gold print shirts and like fur jackets and he had a uh, he was missing an eye and wore an eye patch and shit and had a gold tooth. He was the coolest motherfucker and he like was just on this next level of being able to like talk about death and because he had a lot of health problems and he like read tarot and he would go to the desert alone and like fucking hang with scorpions. And just he was the like (laughs) most out there fucking rad existential dude I'd ever met in my life. Like just something that's on a different level than the rest of us. And I like gave him a ride home. He's like, yeah, I got to get a uh, thing. And I was like, fuck that, dude. I'm going home anyway. I'll give you a ride. And we're in the car and he was like, man, I just really want you to know that in like in his own like Isaac ways, like I want you to know that you remind me so much of Charles Bukowski. He's like you're the next guy that's going to take his throne. And I was like, dude, thank you, because he had a I have two Bukowski tattoos. He had a fucking portrait of the guy tattooed on his chest. And so like from a fan to another fan giving having this like conversation and especially a dude that's like this fucking, we called him the shaman. And I was like, thank you. Like, I really, yeah, I took it to heart then, but now that Isaac is gone, he died last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it has way, way more gravitas to me. And I like, do not take it for granted that this dude, like the last conversation I had with him before, he, I, when I talked to him on the phone was saying that shit. And I was, it still makes my heart warm to think about
0: yeah that's cool that's super cool i uh, i uh had never read isaac kirkman but uh, i remember when he passed away uh i think kelby losak was the first person that i saw to, that shared it and then all of a sudden it caught like wildfire you know th- that that i evidently missed out on a on a lot of really cool uh writing so that's something that i would like to check out again uh
2: he he was from a different place in the universe man if there's like If you hope that there's a God or there's like a a different level of the the cosmos, you know, if that's capable, Isaac is there. He died in a fucking small Mexican town in his sleep. Like he was out there doing spiritual shit in like the Mexican mountains in some small town. Like the day before he died, he was like taking pictures with like prayer candles and talking about his body is failing him and all this other shit. It was wild. And so, I mean, I'm just glad that I shared these small moments with that dude.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well cool, cool cool, yeah. Well, uh that's uh I guess we're going to have to jump on to our movie and and book reviews um but thanks for joining us. Uh like I said, you know, it, if you're listening and and want something really cool and unique to check out, definitely check out Running on Empty live from the Lost Well. It it is functioning fantastic. on zero. Oh, running well, out fuck me. <laughs> It's <laughs> like an '80s tune. <laughs> Is that the Eagles? Yeah. <laughs> All right, if, if you know, if you're listening, Log check, Messina out presents, e- <laughs> check out the Eagles' greatest hits. I feel like they're overlooked in the American landscape. Like, I fucking hate the Eagles <laughs> so <laughs> much. Same here. I'm not a big fan either. I hate the Eagles too, Bill. Oh, fucking.
3: Joe
2: Walsh is amazing but the oh. suck Joe Walsh is the shit because Joe Walsh was in the James gang before the Eagles mm. Joe Walsh was about fucking hard drugs <laughs> drinking and fucking cheating death and then he joins the fucking Eagles yeah.
0: well like I said check out Hotel California live from the Lost Well. <laughs> right, thanks man good to have you on thanks dudes alright All right, we're back. We are talking Christopher Triana's body art, <laughs> and and famous B movie and ebook fashion. I don't have the summary pulled up. Do you, Brian? Uh,
1: I, I do, but it's really really long. So I think I'm only gonna, I think I'm only gonna read the beginning.
0: Well, we could always make up our own summary.
1: Oh, I will. <laughs> Go ahead, Bill.
3: Uh, <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Like Ugh. I read it last night. My <laughs> daughter accidentally walked in and read two lines, and she said, "That looks like really bad fanfic." And I, and I said, "It is really bad fanfic." Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, I, I I'm at a loss for words. This this was <laughs> this was bad. This was. Like, I didn't see Serbian film, mm-hmm. but I can only imagine this was the literally equivalent of Serbian film. All
0: right. Yeah. So I I thought about the parallels between this and a Serbian film. I also you have never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also have never seen Serbian <laughs> film, but I know that the story, you know, that Do you it's remember a,
3: when we pushed out, we were going to watch it Uh -uh. and we didn't
0: (laughs) that's a great story bill (laughs) no we couldn't find a way to watch it except for on that weird sketchy web er, website right yeah. Not the deal, like it was literally like pay us four dollars and we'll show you a Serbian film, but it wasn't like a real, you that, know, a that's inside. how you get like
1: real snuff, yeah,
0: yeah. 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 So we were like, eh, maybe we'll wait for the DVD, which I'll also obviously never hit red box, so, <laughs> so we were kind of out of options. <laughs> um <clears throat> yeah, okay, so, Bill, uh, so people that uh, don't listen, Bill is a guest on this episode, um, uh, and I don't know that you've read extreme horror before. Uh, have I've,
3: you? I've read, the last thing we read was, uh, it was something about a movie at midnight, and people were getting attacked in there,
0: I remember? Yes, that was. I think that was a Jonathan Jansen. Witching Hour Theater by Jonathan. Yeah, Jans. that was yeah. fun. That I was fun, and, not, and that wasn't really extreme though. Yeah, that's not. <laughs> this is uh, this is a different uh, different beast altogether. It's a much smaller oh. community <laughs> than than uh, regular just horror. But this is a uh, this is not only is this extreme horror. This book has. Uh, Become a cult, uh, cult. Uh, I don't even know. Classic.
3: Phenomenon?
0: Yeah, <laughs> complete with its own coloring book.
1: I know. I've seen the coloring <laughs> book. Uh, it's it's all of the the worst scenes you can imagine from the book. Really? Yeah. I've seen pictures. It's ridiculous. So people like this? Yes. 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 Uh, Why? Um, okay. Well, to put it this way. Uh, I'm looking at the paperback version right now. Um, it's only got 30 ratings, but it's a 4.9 out of five.
0: Yeah, this attracts a very niche crowd, and the crowd that it attracts demands more. Um, I like you, Bill. Um, okay, so I like I like extreme Thank horror. <laughs> I like you. Bill. Uh, no, I like extreme horror a lot. Uh, however, this book. I had mixed feelings, and I think what it what it ha- comes down to is I didn't find many people to root for. There was no relatable protagonist, you know. When, which in extreme horror, generally, there's a relatable protagonist that ends up getting killed, <laughs> so, brutally, <laughs> brutally by people you can't relate with. Um, however, uh, I I really I did enjoy this. <laughs> This was bizarre as shit. It was so dirty. This was one of the dirtiest things. Like, and by that I don't mean like content. Just like the feeling of watching it or reading it was just like, oh god, I need a shower. Yeah. <laughs> it was so messed up. Right.
1: Uh, well, I was gonna say, like, all right, if this would have been one of the first books we covered on on the podcast, I would have had a completely different reaction to it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, as, you know, like we've talked about in the past before with uh, the first Ryan C. Thomas book we read. Mm -hmm. Right? That was my first introduction Uh, to actual Splatterpunk. Hold on, your your internet cut out. What?
0: what? Uh, The first Ryan C. Thomas book?
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it was like my first introduction to like real Mm Splatterpunk, and I didn't really enjoy it because I didn't understand it, right? And um, subsequent ones... Uh, I, I've gotten to understand like what the point of splatterpunk is, right? And I think it, it to 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 really give it its like actual um, fair like a fair look at it. Um, I think you actually have to like look at what splatterpunk is trying to achieve, right? And what the point of it is. Like uh, there was a there was a quote in here in the book that like, um, I highlighted because I think it sums up my entire feelings for the book mm-hmm. in itself. And it's once in its, and it says, hold on, hold on. You're cutting was <laughs> meant to shock. Hold You're on.
0: You, you cut out. <laughs> and
1: again.
0: it was, it's
1: just glitch noises. <laughs> <was the> quote. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, uh, it's some art was meant to shock. Yeah. And, and it's like, th- and and I think that's what it is. And it's like, you know, um, I, I try as best I can to think about like what the context of a piece of art is, right? Like what it's supposed to be doing, whether it's like, um, like a Britney Spears song, right? Or, you know, Schindler's List or something like that. It's like, what is this trying to achieve? Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was my extremes. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: why I was like, huh. What a weird comparison. <laughs> yeah, experience but, to but Schindler's it's List.
1: Like, You know, it's like it, this book is meant to shock and, and throw you out and it's meant to make you feel a certain way. And I think if if it did those things then it's a successful piece of art, right? Now, does that mean I have to like it? No, but you can still understand, like, that it's doing what it's supposed to be doing. Does that make sense? Yes. I'm sorry? Yeah, Yeah. Does that make sense? No, it makes Uh, sense.
0: I'm much more object or or subjective where I'm like, "Ah, I didn't like it, you know, like in my personal feelings. And no, I'm not saying that with this. What I'm saying is like, yeah, I I get what things are going for. And sometimes things hit it 100 percent and I'd still be like, "Mm, not really my thing. You know, Uh, this book was uh, I, I definitely felt like it was pushing extremes to push extremes at times now Mm -hmm. uh, that
1: it it fell into uh the pee that took a poop yeah the pee
0: that took a poop territory (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah I, i i but but i enjoyed the ride and i enjoyed the fact that it didn't uh that it combined this like you know uh kind of like a pieces type film uh, where, you know, some... Yeah, we, we haven't actually even
1: said what the plot is. <laughs> no, no, no. So, the plot we, of this... You relied on Bill for that and he failed
0: miserably. <laughs> yeah, Bill was like or, or straight up <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so the plot of this book just in a nutshell, it's uh, it kind of goes back and forth between characters. We have an undertaker that is uh, uh, making a masterpiece from different pieces of people that uh, that Come through the morgue, or not even the morgue, the funeral home. And then we have him, and then we have uh, a porn star that's a- kind of aging out of the industry, and she's wanting her way back in. So she's doing these underground films uh, with a, a porn director that's also found himself out of the industry due to. Uh, technology you know talking technological advances the fact that amateurs are are taking I mean, up more and more his
1: exile seems more on purpose yeah you know like he yeah he's doing it for the art
0: yeah speak and then we have uh We have just some kids that happen to have rented the cabin next door. When I say kids, they're 18. It's very explicit to say that they're 18. (laughs) Uh, uh, Because they rented the cabin next door uh, to this uh, porn mansion out in the middle of nowhere. And so, really, this story is kind of all three worlds of these colliding along with uh, these weird... (laughs) I like the fact that it doesn't fully explain what these things are, but these weird flies that that uh, kind of uh, will go in and infiltrate you basically possess you to make you more violent and more extreme. Yeah. So all three of these worlds are colliding. It kind of reminded me of header. Remember? Yeah. yeah, Header was built a little little less racist than header. But. I don't know this book. Uh, the, oh no! The, the morti- there was racism in this book. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I said a little less.
0: Yeah, the mortician was a racist. Um, I mean, you know, he uh, was supposed to be. It wasn't like it was, you know, slip ups or anything that aged. Uh, you know, didn't age well. He was just a straight up racist. But. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, this book really went for it. It really really swung for the fences. Uh in terms of of trying to uh push extremity for really what seemed like extreme sake. I did like the fact that they whether willingly or not kept comparing porn to the book. You know, like meta moments that he would he would mm. say, you know, these audiences are are depraved, yeah. they require more, you know. <laughs> I, I did like that. Um, now, uh, is this something you could re- recommend to just your friend that likes horror but isn't <laughs> really into?
1: Extreme- well, let's see, Bill, <laughs> Bill. How did you like it? <laughs> um, in high
3: school, I read Clive Barker and H.P. Lovecraft. Uh-huh. This book made Clive Barker's Books of Blood look like curious george this was That's a cool
1: quote right there
3: that, that <laughs> this book i don't I don't even know how to i don't know what to say it's uh i i don't think it was necessary i am sorry as i get older <laughs> i th- i know that art is subjective and and as a musician you don't we don't criticize but this gave me a shit ton of anxiety last night. I mean, I couldn't go to bed. Not, I wasn't scared.
0: It's just... just the it's visual of Bill shaking in his bed?
3: No, it just messed with my brain. It wasn't scary. It was like, why does this need to exist? Who are Do people enjoy this? That's what scares me. If someone is if reading this in and in like, thoroughly enjoys is where are we as a society? <laughs>
0: <laughs> the <hell> is it? <laughs> okay. I I
3: I th- I thought okay, the positives. A couple of the porn names were funny. Like uh-huh. Screwy Lewis and <laughs> and something. Oh oh the porn titles? Yeah. They a couple great. of those were funny. And I thought and and he got into it. There was a boogie Nights kind of, uh, kind of a. Uh, he they mentioned boogie nights. It, it was a very. Uh, they talked about Burt Reynolds' character and the whole changeover of media, uh, and and I like that, but like Brian said, there were no characters to root for. You didn't care. I didn't even care about Toby. I was like, hope he dies. <laughs> You know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Your girlfriend wants to go shoot porn. You sit her down and you go, "Sweetie, you need some help. Okay? Healthy people don't want to go make porn."
0: Right? Man, Bill is reaching peak boomer. <laughs> I know.
3: I got I got a teenage
1: daughter for God's sake, you know? Uh, well, no, I, uh, I just didn't dig this. Uh, <laughs> no, and I think I think that's that's fair and that's fine you know it's like we we try to be honest on on this show right <laughs> um i but no i, I, I don't ahead. know i think you i think you you bring up some fair points um i'm glad that you uh, sort of compared it to barker because like i feel like it was to to me a lot of this book was Almost like what you expect the Cenobites to actually be doing. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Like, you know, whereas like uh, Hellbound Heart and stuff kind of just implied what was going to happen. Yeah. You know, this was like probably what the Cenobites are actually doing to people.
0: (laughs) You know, it reminded me in that aspect of what happened when people turned and crossed hello okay (laughs) i thought i lost both of you but yeah you know how in cross how they were just violent and violent and (laughs) sexual once they turned and
1: violently sexual
0: Mm -hmm. yeah really i don't know this is a it it isn't the upper echelons of of uh the more violent books i've ever read
1: yeah it probably yeah it as and and not just like like, um, we're gonna hit a guy in the face with a hatchet violent, like, but just, um, the sort of, uh, sort of move for like... Fucking a dead corpse? Yeah! Like, the, the, the personal <laughs> violation of violence. Sorry. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, where it's not not necessarily, like, blood and guts, but, like, the, the violation... Yeah. That, ...that, like, violence brings, if that makes sense. Because yes there is a lot of um necrophilia
0: <laughs> yeah
1: in in the book mm-hmm. so you know and, and it's like that's not your your typical
0: violence no I I felt like this book it, it was pushing you know aiming to just push the envelope no matter what you know and in the process, there were parts that I really liked. There was a lot that I couldn't relate to. And just like, oh my God, like, who am I supposed to root for? That said, I mean, not every book needs someone to root for. Some books just need fodder for neat shit. You know?
3: Yeah. Oh, okay. One thing I thought was funny. Toward the end, the. Uh, was it Ty who was the. Don't, the don't get super
1: spoilery. This book came
0: out like recently, right? No. Oh, I thought it did. I think 2016. No, we got we got review copies of it recently. Thank you, Bloodbound Books. (laughs) Oh, so anyway, what, Bill? No, he he says
3: Ty, who spent all that time being the kickboxer, did a roundhouse. I thought, well, that's 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 cute. I mean, we just slipped this detail in. You know, we couldn't have earlier on mentioned that he had. (laughs) You know, he was kind of built. Maybe he was a fighter. You Mm -hmm. know, just all of a sudden in the middle of the fight, he's like. By the way, Ty spent a <laughs> Ty spent a summer kickboxing.
2: <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah. <laughs> well. Uh. Well, uh, the Hey, I do appreciate your honesty. I mean, oh yeah, absolutely. I definitely could see this book really 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 uh not being up people's alley. Um it's this is this is jacked up, but I don't know. I mean, I think your mileage may vary uh, depending on the person. I did like the kind of Cronenbergian body horror toward the end. Yes, uh, I, uh, I'm like, a fan
1: of body horror stuff. So yeah, I like Cronenberg, but I, nah, not this.
2: So.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think the highlight for me was uh, like the whole Harold the story. You know what I mean? Um, the, the mort- mortician guy, um, you know, cause like a lot of the, the porn stuff just seemed to be like, how gross could we get? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But then Harold's was like this sort of almost, uh, like metaphysical thing, you know, with the, with the, with the red flies and stuff and what they represented and, and like the piecing together, like a goddess Quote unquote, yeah. You know, it's like, and it got all weird and like surreal almost,
0: right? Yeah, I liked it, that. Uh, yeah, your internet cut out, but I think you said it got all yeah. weird and surreal almost. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, I I agree. I, and in fact, you know, I I even thought about it that it wouldn't surprise me if writing Harold as a racist was an aftermath. You know, after the book was complete and like a second. Pass just so we don't associate too much with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, because Harold could have been redeeming if if he had you had taken away the uh, the you know (laughs) like a the racism and b the uh, corpse violations (laughs) that he was doing. Yeah, Uh, the
3: racism was really the was really the point where I I, I had to draw it. You know, the course violation I'm fine with, you know, but <laughs> those racial slurs, no, that just made him
0: unlikable. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I just think that, that they, that maybe there was attempts to make him not violent because he easily, or not likable because he easily could have been a sympathetic character, you know? And, and his yeah. trajectory was the heart of the book. If there's any sort of heart. In this book Um, Yeah I'll say that I'm about halfway through With uh, Christopher Triana's Full Brutal which is a newer book of his that's also being allotted by uh, these types. And I will say that it doesn't get, uh, it, it <laughs> it's writing, it doesn't get a lot more sympathetic than this. So if you don't like this, I'm not sure that you will like that. But it, that one's pretty neat. Uh, it's basically just about a teenage girl who's a total psychopath. <laughs> so anyway. Um, but yeah, so all right, we're going to give ratings. Bill, you want to go first?
3: What, what, what is my rating? Uh, out
0: zero to five.
3: Uh, zero. This just there was <laughs> there was nothing here like this. I, I had to stop myself twice about eleven thirty from texting you saying, I hate you. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, literally, I thought, no, this guy has small kids. I don't want to bother him.
0: Oh, but dude, I, I was up till I, 2 in the morning reading this, so yeah, I would have no, appreciated the text. No, I literally,
3: at 11.30, I was typing, I hate you, into my phone, and I stopped.
0: Because I
3: thought, no, I'm the only
1: idiot that stayed up till midnight reading this. Nah, man. I was watching Cobra Kai. <laughs>
0: season
1: 3? Uh, no, we never finished, like, the first season even, because it was on, like, YouTube yeah. or whatever, and you had to, like, pay for it, right? Like, I, I watched all like, of one YouTube the Red. first
3: episode of two. So I'm going to go, I'm going to pick it up from there on Netflix.
1: Yeah. So we just restarted it, you know, because
0: it's like, it's been so long since we watched it. First. Yeah. It's I now, do you have yeah, to be it's really, really up to date on Karate Kid or do you, can you have just seen it as a kid and know that,
1: I mean, they, they you know flash back the pertinent kid.
0: parts. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, cool. So, all right. Well, Brian, what you're writing on this movie or this book? Um. OK, so I honestly
1: could not see myself actually recommending this to anyone who is not like a hardcore Splatterpunk fan. Absolutely. OK, um, if you are one, though, this might be like, you know, up there, like Holy Grail sort of status because of how nasty it is mm. and how violent it is. And that's what you know, splatterpunk fans look for, right? Um, I, I don't know. I actually liked a whole lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it,
0: you know like it. Oh, hold on, your I internet's the internet's breaking. Harold
1: plot and, and things like. Sorry. No, sorry, I don't know fault. what's happening. Not
0: your fault. <laughs> All right. So you said you liked a lot of it, but what? I,
1: I liked a lot of it, like the the Harold plot and and things like that, um, but. You know, and the whole, like, body horror metaphysical aspect of it. Um,
0: I think I'd go three and a half. OK, uh, that's fair uh, and also relatable, because that's where I would land on it, uh, too. It's three. For me, it's three and a half out of five. Like you said, for some people, this is going to be five out of five. For other oh, people, absolutely. this is going to be zero out of five.
1: Uh, absolutely. Your mileage may
0: totally vary. I do like Extreme um, and Splatterpunk and that that kind of vibe. I, I dig the Ed Lee uh, stuff uh, a little more than this but I think that, like you said for for people just wanting uh, let's push the envelope as far as it goes this is a holy grail type title um, if that's you I definitely recommend it if it's not you and you're more of like a Stephen King type fan you know you like Dean Koontz, but the profanity <laughs> of King's a little too much <laughs>
1: you're going to want to stay away from this book go, go ease into it with some Barker
0: yeah yeah i mean books of blood that's seminal uh splatterpunk you know yeah but it just uh evolved from there it's kind of like sabbath i'm so excited that hulu's doing a show of it yeah 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 so anyway all right but all right well we'll be back with our review of host All right, we're back. We are talking the brand new Shutter film, Host, which really also isn't brand new anymore. Sorry. I had to take a couple of weeks off from the podcast. <laughs> but, uh yeah, Host. And I also... You, you want me to do it? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> okay. Uh, directed by Rob Savage. It says, uh,
1: six friends hire a medium to hold a seance via Zoom during lockdown, but they get far more than they bargained. Or things quickly go wrong when an evil spirit starts invading their homes. They begin to realize they might not survive the night. Yes,
0: host, host. <laughs> um, and I mean this this movie is definitely going to get a lot of comparisons to like Unfriended, uh, because it's uh, very much the same type setup. Only this is Zoom, where Unfriended was Skype. Um, it's a very short film. Totally different. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's a very short film uh which works to its advantage i think uh and it seems to be getting tons and tons of critical acclaim but um so basically the uh, go ahead can I, can I say
1: something about the link to it uh, real quick um it was actually kind of genius how long it was yeah uh, because of... because zoom has a built-in limit to how long more than two people can
0: talk, and they followed that limit. <laughs> yeah. You, the, Did I zoom? Did I get out again? Yeah. But yeah, they followed the limit for that. Yeah. Um, I thought that that was genius. The thing that sucks about it, though, is they the implication in the film is that it's been a lot longer than an hour in the film.
1: Really? I, I didn't get that. I really? didn't feel that. No.
0: No. Yeah. So the girl that screws it real time up, to me the girl that screws it all up got bored in four minutes of a seance yes <laughs> all right
3: you're telling me you would not get bored four minutes of a seance I know you
1: yeah are are, are like, you telling me that any of our friends would take the seance seriously yeah I would only because I don't like that bad juju. Yeah, you'd be the person who started it. And then one of our other friends would be the person that makes someone up. Screws it up. I'm Craig. I'm going to go get nachos. Screw this (laughs)
0: demon. That's the serious one. (laughs) No, no, yeah, I I don't know. I, I did really like, I think that, okay, so like we said, this is a Zoom call. And we've seen movies that do this before Unfriended One and Two, and Searching. And Clint was telling me there was another uh, indie film that predated both of those uh, that used the format. It wouldn't surprise me. Dial up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Aim. Yeah, <laughs> aim. Too spooky. <laughs> um No, uh, but what I did like is, unlike Unfriended, which was basically a thing about cyberbullying and stuff like that, this was a seance, which we haven't seen on that, you know? Uh, This was... And also, they made up their own... At least... uh, I don't know. I don't participate in seances, but I assumed that uh, it was a made-up reason for how this like demon could have infected it, you know? Basically, the, the... one of the characters was bored and and was like, "Oh, I'm making contact with the childhood friend of mine's Jack," you know, and, and she starts like crying and all this stuff. Well, then it turns out that she was lying because she was kind of bored in the séance, and so this demon has basically used Jack as a shell to present himself, you know, and the backstory. Yeah, that,
1: that's that's pretty standard. Is it séance
0: gone wrong? Yeah, like that you can lie and he will use that yeah the other
1: things will get in through the doorway basically it's
0: yeah, pretty standard I, yeah but i mean even when he came through he was like he followed her canon that she gave you know like he he hung himself and stuff like that yeah
3: well he's an improv guy i mean <laughs> yeah. you got a yes and
0: <laughs> oh god can you imagine <laughs> contacting like carrot top demon like just shitloads <laughs> of props and like are you scared <laughs> Yeah. Wait,
1: isn't isn't technically just like a ghost that possessed things, isn't that already like prop comedy?
0: I guess. I don't know, right?
1: I don't know. That would kind of fell on the floor. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> try. I'm just,
0: I'm just saying. <laughs> Brian Brian's just looking at everything like Is this tree <laughs> prop comedy?
1: <laughs> well, I'm saying they have to like
0: y- they have to move stuff around. Oh yeah, good call. Yeah. So like Annabelle's a prop comedian? Yes. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, that worked. I
3: like, I like the length of this film. I, I thought like 57 minutes was wonderful. This was just enough to get me interested. Um, I don't think you needed to get a whole lot into. Uh, I, I didn't need to get to know everybody to be sympathetic to anyone. Mm-hmm. I just it just worked in
1: the time frame. Well, I, I think there was actually a lot of, like, shorthand to that, too, because, like, um, you got to see, like, their individual rooms and their houses, right? So there was, yeah. like, that one chick who was kind of, like, hippie-ish, and you knew that already because her her room was all bohemian decorated. You know, it had, like, curtains and, like, crystals hanging down and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, it's like you kind of know who these characters are just by looking at their life, basically. Yeah. Um, I think this movie did so many really clever things with the medium, right? Like, and they used Zoom basically to its fullest, right? There was um, parts that were in, like, text boxes. There was, like, playing with the filters. Um, There was background replacements that all actually had real...
0: Oh man, the like, internet's messing up.
1: Reasons when you say to be in, three times. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It screws up your feet.
0: <laughs> Yeah, they yeah. all had real.
1: But, but I mean, th- all, like all they all had consequences in the actual story of the of the film. They all made narrative. They all had narrative reasons. It wasn't just like playing with the background replacement to play with the background replacement.
0: Yeah, like, the background replacement was one of the coolest parts of this. Like that. Yeah, yes.
1: absolutely. Um, and, and so it's like everything that could be done with like doing it on on a Zoom type call was explored. Yeah. And it was it was it was fantastic.
0: Yeah, I loved you know? I loved I mean, I was a sucker from friend too, but this is a better film than unfriended. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, I loved it. I love the fact that a you know, I like the backstory of the film itself. The fact that it was all filmed remotely, you know, post COVID quarantine and all of that kind of stuff. They really used, uh, they were able to use social distancing much better than say the tonight show or Saturday night live has made use, you know, like they, they really did a great job in this. It was scary too. I'll put it that way. It Mm -hmm. was scary as shit. Like Maybe not scary as shit, but it was it was creepy. I love the fact, almost like a ghost watch type thing, where where they would go past it and you you're like, shit, did I see that? You know, did yeah. I see what I think I saw? And they'd turn back and it wasn't there.
1: I yeah, I, I had a whole like a, a lot of ghost ghost watch sort of feeling with it too. Yeah. Uh, there there was um oh you said social distancing. I'm pretty sure that the two like first people. That came on, like the person who's hosting it, and the the friend who was like, you know, Sc- screw this. I'm pretty sure they were just neighbors. Yeah, right. Yeah, because it's like knocked her door and then just went back home. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um,
3: that that so. was odd. She's she's uh, um, like throwing rocks at her window or something, and then yeah. all of a sudden she's she couldn't be that far away. She got to that girl's house pretty
0: fast. Yeah, I think so. I think they lived in the same complex, or right across the street or something, right?
3: Well, if she is, she's really damn slow then. Because <laughs> it took her like 15 minutes to get over there. That's not a good friend.
0: <laughs> okay, so I found that part the most unbelievable. That when shit hits the fan, she brings the laptop and runs across town with the laptop. But also, wouldn't it have broken Wi-Fi signal if they weren't neighbors? So I feel like that played into it.
1: Maybe she had an air card on her on her mm. laptop. Well, I thought she was using her phone for a lot of it. She was using her phone at the beginning, and then she re-signed on through her computer.
0: Yeah, good call.
1: I don't know,
3: um, but I, I enjoyed this. It reminded me of the time first time we saw Paranormal Activity. Mm-hmm. I, I just thought it was it was innovative. It's fun, uh, perfectly don't think anybody else is going to be able to do this kind of movie again i really don't i think this is it don't try and make another zoom movie doesn't seem like it would be interesting
0: yeah I i, I think that there's there's ways to push the frame it would suck if just tons of them came out but like Oh, I'm sure they will I, I don't know I mean unfriended was fun And essentially kind of the same type movie They just all keep getting off by a By a ghost what
3: if, what if Justice League The Snyder Cut Actually is just a bunch of Zoom shots
1: <laughs> it's, it's them doing like a table read Over yeah. Zoom 70 million extra dollars <laughs> I love it well, They had to upgrade everybody's internet
0: Yeah yeah. <laughs> well, what would y'all give
1: this out of five? Sp- oh, oh, Go ahead. Oh, well, speaking of which, uh, real, real quick, um, because you mentioned, because you had watched this before I did, right? And mm-hmm. you said you watched it on a TV and you had wished you'd watched it on your computer. Uh-huh. Um, right? I watched it on my computer because you said that, right? Mm-hmm. And I do Zoom calls like every day for work. Uh-huh. Right. And they had the layout and everything around it and and everything, and it felt like watching it on the computer like you were on that zoom call with it-hmm right and I think for me that added a uh, a whole a uh, lot more realism to it mm-hmm. you know it would be like going back to ghost watch again, like watching that on t v when it actually happened,
0: yeah, no ability mm-hmm. to rewind and all of that, you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and so so this just feels like you know watching it. Uh, if anybody hasn't seen it and they want to watch it, I would watch it on a like on a laptop, on a computer or something like that, and get mm-hmm. the full effect out of it. Um, because I think to me it it made it like a hundred times more realistic. Because yeah. like you said, like it was actually kind of scary. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I got creeped out like watching it on the on the on the computer, like alone by myself in the dark, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like. Um, And and so it's like that, that to me is the way to do it.
0: Yeah, I could definitely see that. Uh, I, 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 and like you said, you know, this, this was a scary movie. This is something that, that is few and far between these days. There's a lot of horror movies that, even the good ones usually aren't scary um but this one really like it got under your skin It, it almost kind of like oh did i see something across the room you know that kind of like yeah. is there something out of the corner of my eye going on uh it, it really got under my skin in a way that not many films really do um even though i am a easily jumpable guy during a scary movie <laughs> you can literally be like ah and uh, i will jump damn near every time um yeah, I, I like this film a lot. Uh so wanna do ratings?
3: Sure. Yeah.
0: All right, Bill, first. Guess goes first. I'll go
3: four. I, I think it, it was a lot of fun. It had a lot of good jump scares, a very innovative idea, and the length was just perfect for my attention span. So <laughs> fifty seven minutes in and out. I'm happy. I give it a four.
1: Cool. Awesome. You and me, sure. Or I can. I don't care. I'm going five. Really, five out. Of yeah. Five? Wow. Like I, I, I really, really enjoyed this. Um, and and. <laughs> yeah, I messed up. I, I really, really enjoyed this. Right. Um, and like I said, like the fact that they used basically everything at their disposal like uniquely and cleverly. And it was, and it was, had a narrative reason for it. Mm. Um Really, really impressed me. Uh I mean, the acting was great. Um, You know, it's like even, even some of the framings of the shot to make sure it was like in the camera angle in the zoom. Like I was really, really impressed.
0: Five out of five. five. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I could, yeah. I could see that. I think I'm going to split the difference between y'all two. I've been thinking four and a half out of five. the, uh it's fantastic though i mean i can't really think of much uh that many shortcomings at at all on this film like it's fantastic check it out if you have shutter fantastic movie check it out um yeah but well bill i appreciate you coming on this episode it's good times
3: thank you for having me thank you all right
0: and wish you were my neighbor still. Bill. Me and Bill used to be I know.
3: I miss him. Man. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm
0: not that far away. Yeah, but you're not uh, hanging out Next and door. let's just it, drink on the balcony. It's too much there.
3: effort, though.
0: <laughs> we'll just Look at it this
3: way. When your kids grow up and you want to downsize, we'll both move back to the apartment.
0: <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. And we could get Brian downstairs and Rodney downstairs and make a whole thing. It's... that would be cool Brian are you down
3: uh, (laughs) we can film our new movie Hangout and have the Christopher guy ride it and we all get murdered with boot knives (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's good stuff well alright we'll we'll be back in a few weeks probably (laughs) The podcast you just heard is part of the B&E Network. Brought to you by bmovies and ebooks.com.